So how did a professional footballer transition to running a dance studio? <laughs> Good question. If you asked me that 10 years ago, um, I would have had, I would have said no chance or not even no chance. I said, what are you smoking? Um, <laughs> how did it, how did it transfer? Well, I stopped playing soccer when I was 25, just due to some serious injuries. Didn't get another contract um, in Europe. Um, knees shot to pieces. So I uh, come back home um, and uh, was in a former relationship that busted up. Um, life was very hard uh, because all I knew was to play football. Um, and, and, you know, I wasn't the nicest bloke to be around. I was going through, we suffered depression after um, the career ended abruptly. Um, and lucky for me, I met... Um, a girl which is now my wife um and and she sort of saved my life and and um she was involved in the dance industry but for me music was sort of my passion outside of football so I played the drums played guitar um and just our two worlds collided she was um a school teacher and she put on a little performance or did a little performance for her um her her school um and uh, at that time where she was dancing and she was coaching they sort of closed down and um, I, I was at a competition where she was dancing and I looked at her and I said, and, and that competition we had, she had her team and I did the music for her, like all the, you know, audio stuff. And I looked at her and I said, well, why don't we do this as a hobby um, and, and something that we can do together. And um, I enjoy music and she enjoyed the dancing and the teaching. And at the end of 2015, Empire was born with the name and 2016 Empire started with 20 people and, Fast forward seven years later, it's now our life, and we've got six hundred and fifty students. And yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't. There was no plan or nothing. It was not even when we first started. It was just meant to be a hobby, um, and and things slowly transferred from then. Um, your passion sort of just yeah overtook it, and that's how. But yeah, if you asked me ten years ago, I wanted to be in Europe. I saw myself living in Europe for the rest of my life, and that's where I really wanted to be. But just God had different pathway for me. How did you initially get that group of 20 together? Well, they were from where my wife taught. Um, there was a few dancers there that never had a studio. And basically um, they were like, oh, we would love for you to continue teaching us um, just outside of school. And the other part of the dancers were basically um, who she danced with or at, at the place where she was dancing. And they wanted to continue dancing at, a, at, a, at an elite level. Um, so, yeah, that's where the 20 came from. It was just a mixed bag of ages from 14 to, to 21. Um, and, yeah, it just started from there. When did it become, like, I guess, serious? When did it become, like, a serious commitment time-wise? And I guess you ultimately go, shit, we need to build an empire. When did you actually come yeah. to that realisation? Well, I'm the type of person that when I start doing something, I, I start committing. Um, and I, and when I, I – I'm just through soccer, like uh, – if I, I want to do something, I want to be the best at it. You know, I, I don't ever want to be second best. And, and I understand that takes sacrifice and, and a lot of work and all that type of stuff. But the turning point for us was we got married. Our relationship moved pretty quickly. I met her end of 2014. Um, and we sort of, you know, I was 26 at the time. And you sort of know um, she had been through some of my darkest times. And you sort of know that when you find the one, you find the one at 26. Um, so our relationship moved pretty quickly. We got married in middle of 2017 um, and we were on our honeymoon and we were sitting in the pool. So that we had finished the year and we already just started our second year. We're halfway through our second year in 2017 and we we're sitting in a pool and she looked at me and said, Ryan, if we're going to do this, let's do this serious now. 
like let's go find out because we we're just hiring out a little school hall and and stuff like that and we said if we're going to do this let's take this serious because in 2016 to 2017 we moved from 20 to 40 um and let's go find our own home and we'll deck it out the way we want to deck it out and start from there so it was in on our honeymoon if you look at mine and angela's relationship now yes we do we've got kids and we spend a lot of time but we are very uh, ambitious people very goal-driven people and um that's that's just our relationship and it was like that on our honeymoon we were talking about work and talking about empire and we're sitting in the pool and yeah, it was that moment then. I'll never forget it. It was that moment then. That's when we said, okay, let's do this for real and, and let's start sacrificing. And we started making steps where she went from part-time, from full-time um, to part-time in 2018. And then it just continued from there. So you pretty much took the mentality that you had in football of trying to be the best and then go, all right, I want to do something in terms of business, which is just also happens to be, in, I guess, sports aerobics. Yeah. I'm going to take that yeah. seriously as well. Yeah, Empire Empire sort of replaced um, that thing I was missing from football. So football was such a competitive cutthroat industry, um, but it was, it was such an adrenaline rush. It was, I always say football was such an emotional roller coaster. One that one week you could be high as a kite and everything's just working out so well to the following week, getting heckled by fans, getting dragged by your coach and things aren't just going right and, and fighting for your contract. It was such an emotional roller coaster. Um but it was something that was in me. Like it was, it, it was a buzz. It was an adrenaline rush. You know what I mean? And something that used to make me get out of bed every morning because, you know, you wanted to be the best. You know what I mean? I never was the best like Ronaldo and all that, but it was something that used to get me out of the bed to, to push myself to be better, you know? Um, and when I didn't have that and the career ended abruptly, I went through depression because I, I just went to go get a job and sweeping the factory of a, of a place because I left school at 15 to go play football in Europe, you know? Um, and I lost that, like I lost that drive. I lost that motivation. I was like, what am I doing with myself at 25 sweeping, sweeping a factory? No offense to all the laborers and all that type <laughs> of stuff, but that just wasn't me. Like I needed, I needed that adrenaline rush. I needed that cutthroat. I needed that drive to be the best, you know? And Empire sort of replaced that for me and, and gave me that motivation where, yes, it was a business and we had zero, we had no support from no family financially. We have all the support from our family in terms of looking after our kids and helping us deck things out, but they didn't give us money financially because they just couldn't, you know, we couldn't go to banks and all that type of stuff. So we started literally with zero dollars and every cent earned was because of our hard work and sacrifice and all that type of stuff. And, um, that's what that's what drives me every day. So soccer, running at running, you know, at ten years old, dad wasn't didn't allow me to open Christmas presents until we went for a run on Christmas Day because he goes, you know, no ten year old be running around and training on Christmas Day. That's how you get your edge over your opponent. You know, that's how you get one up on him. That's what I've transferred into Empire. You know, um, that that drive and that sacrifice because I know that. On public holiday at one fifty, not many dance studio owners will be working and speaking to you. But I know in my mind, <laughs> I am, and I know I'm getting up. I, I know I'm getting better than them. You know what I mean? That's just my mind. That's just how I think. So it's how you've yeah. been since the day you were born. And as soon as you thought that you might have to change that at twenty five, you were lost. And then all of a yeah, sudden, you go, nah, I found something else that I want to be the best at. And well, yeah, and there it, you go. and empire empire replaced that move for me. You know what I mean? And 
it just gave me that motivation again to get out of bed and, and go chase a dream. And yes, it was dance. Um, and yes, music, music saved my life. I'll be honest with you. Music was a big part of my life. Still is. I played the drums, played guitar, but it gave me that, that drive to get out of bed. You know what I mean? I, I think a lot of athletes or business successful business people, they would understand what I'm saying. It's hard to put in words. It's just, yeah, like I can sleep on five hours because I know I'm getting up to do the something purpose, that you love. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. There are sacrifices that you need to make, but the 99% of effort is rewarded by that 1% of good time that you have. Yeah, exactly right. And there's, and there is a lot of good times, but there's a lot of downtimes, you know what I mean? And a lot of times, and, and I'm not going to lie to all your listeners and all that type of stuff. I, how many times I think about quitting and like, why don't I just go get a nine to five job and just get my paycheck and I can go home at five o'clock and switch off. You know what I mean? There's so many multiple times that goes through my head. Why do I want, what am I doing? But that's just for a split moment. That's just for a split moment. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you think, and then you're like, shut up, Ryan, what are you talking about? Just keep working. You know what I mean? Those moments are just to prove that you're human still and you're not a robot just working four seven. Yeah, exactly right. First studio opens, how did that go? Pardon? Say that again, sorry? First studio opens, how did it go? First studio when it opened? Yeah. Yeah, in 2016. So we basically opened with 20 20 people, like I said, just a mixed bag. We had a class on a Monday night and a class on a Friday night. We were like, oh, man, it's so tiring. But, yeah, it was was good. You know, we, we just started, we just... At, when we first started in 2016, there was no goal or we didn't have an idea of where we ended up. I remember going at the to a competition at the end of 2015 before we first announced that we we're opening Empire Dance Studio. And me and Ange were sitting there and we're like, we want to be like them. It was a club in Melbourne. And we're like, we want to be there. Five years, we want to be there. We want to be amongst this top five clubs in Australia. We We want to be a brand and all that. But we didn't set a goal in saying that, you know, we must be there. You know, we were hoping because it was new to us. We didn't know where we were going. Um, but once we started kicking on in 2016 and things started happening, that's when the wheels started ticking a bit more and the ambition started driving and like, okay, maybe we're onto something here, you know. Um, and, and the first year was just good. And you know what? Majority of the people that were in our first year are either our staff members now, they're still da- or, or they're still dancing with us. There's only you know, maybe 15, 20% that aren't with us anymore, but that's maybe just because of due to retirement, um, what, you know, didn't want to dance anymore and stuff like that, not because they left on bad terms. Um, and they still are part of the studio in a way. So, you know, they still message us and contact us or come to competition. So those 20 people, we call them our founding members because they really set what Empire was about. And for me and Ange, uh, we wanted to ensure, I wanted to bring a bit of soccer, into the dance world we could see how we could be different um and yeah they really helped us set our culture and philosophy that was the number one thing and yeah really grateful for our founding members mm-hmm. and how did it grow how did it go about growing from there you started off at 20 you doubled it up in the first year when did you all of a sudden go shit we need more space and we need more classes yeah i think i think it was a natural progression there was no um like, you know, when you start doing well and, and you're different, I think the key point is that we were different. We knew that, you know, there's how many dance studios in Adelaide, what was going to be our point of difference and why would people want to come to us, you know? Yes, Angela had been in the dance world for a long time, so she knew people, 
But I think we our key point was being different and that was our culture and philosophy. The dance world is known to be very soloist mentality, uh, very dance mums, you know, the Abbey League, yes, it, it is true. Um, but we wanted to ensure that we created a philosophy and a culture that made us different. Um, that was from our customer service. Um, that was from, you know, our communication. That was from, you know, the no bullying. And we're still like that today. We're very known for that our culture and philosophy. I think that's what was going to set us from the rest and that's what was going to attract people. Yes, during the year we started getting results and, and good results and winning competitions and really showing that, oh, you know, this is a bit different in terms of how we did our technique and all that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that was the main thing. It was how we were going to be different. And then 2016 to 2017 went to 40, which was really, really cool. Um, but like I said, it was mid-2017 where we sort of said, all right, Let's take this serious. Let's take that next step. Angela, you go full-time into the business. Um, and I was still working two jobs. Um, it was only 2021 where I went moved to Empire as a full-time uh, career. But I was working two jobs, still sweeping that factory factory floor um, up till 2021. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was 2017. But where we thought... We, we really need space and, and in the place that we are now was middle of 2019. That's when um, that's when we were looking and we're like, okay, we really need to grow this. We're, we're bursting at the seams here. We just can't take any more. And each year we just kept growing and growing and growing. So, Where did you start to, I guess, develop and attract those high-level athletes that got you those results? Um, uh, I reckon like... Uh, probably 2019 is when we started attracting high level dancers that were already really, really good. Um, from t 2017, 2018, they were great dancers, but we trained them a lot um, and all that type of stuff. Um, the dancers that came to us, we were very lucky in 2018. Um, we actually, actually 2018, we actually attracted quite a few dancers from another studio that unfortunately had shut down. Um, and that were around our area. And there was a lot of good dancers, a lot of young dancers. Uh, there was a few older dancers that were actually really good in 2018. Um, but, um, yeah, I, you know, I reckon we started attracting them straight away. I'll be honest with you. There was no actually, like, year. Every dancer that sort of came in had their quality. They had their, they had their really good um, technique and all that type of stuff. They had stuff that they needed to work on. Um, but yeah, we start, I think we started attracting, even in 2016, I'll be honest with you, dancers that came in even in 2016 were brilliant. They're still with us today dancing. They, they were really good. Are they better than now than they were in 2016? Of course, you know what I mean? Um, because they were tra training in an elite environment. But um, in terms of numbers and in terms of growth, 2019 was our start of 2019 was our big growth. That was a big, big growth for us at the start of 2019. Um, and that's why in mid-2019, we're like, we need to we need to find a, a new facility, um, and then COVID hit, which was funny. But um, but yeah, uh, it was twenty nineteen was our big growth. Um, but in terms of um, uh, dancers, in terms of ability, I think we started attracting them straight away in, from 2016, 2017. I, 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 it wasn't a specific year. I'm, I, if I said a specific year, I might be upsetting dancers that joined in other years. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I think we attracted straight away good quality dancers but it wasn't just the quality dancers we attracted good quality people that was the key thing you know what i mean we attracted very good quality people 
um, in 2016, who were still with us. In 2017, who were still with us. 2018, 2019, were very good quality people who are very much in part of our fabric and part of Empire today. So, Yeah. And I guess what was that big result or, or big competition that you look back on and go like, all right, we want to be the best in Australia. We want to be the best in the world. Where do you look back and that really clicked to you? Like, yeah, now we're starting to make some serious progression. 2017, we won our first national title in 2017. Um, and that was really cool. So that allowed us to go to America in 2018 um, and compete at their American national championships. And also in 2019, um, we, we, because we did well at the end, our 2018 national championships. So we were able to go to America again in 2019. Um, which was good. That gave us just give, gave us a bit more insight to see where we need, where we were sitting or where America was sitting. We knew we weren't going to be too competitive, but it was more to okay, okay, this is what America is doing. This is where we need to be. We've got a bit of work to do. And we, me and my wife, we, we watched all age groups and all genres to see, okay, this is what the eight-year-olds are doing. This is what the 10-year-olds are doing. This is what the 12-year-olds are doing. So we could bring that information back and implement new training methods or new ways to get to that level. Um, but in terms of like our big, big year, big year in terms of results, we had some success in 2017, like I said, winning nationals. We had some really good success in 2018. We started breaking. We won a, we won a couple of big events. Um, we started cracking that top five, um, but in 2019 is when we went to that next level in terms of our end of nationals. We got well bids and and stuff like that to go represent Australia. Our name and our our we went to a, a, a national tournament in the middle of the year, um, and and our brand started spreading. Does that make sense? Was yeah. like people started really re- we couldn't come in as a sleep like a sleeping giant anymore. People knew who we were. People um, knew so who 2019. Yeah, exactly right. 2017, we sort of came under the radar a little bit and people were like, oh, that could have been just a one-hit wonder, you know, don't take it too for real. 2018, we started doing well again, won a few, you know, pinnacle and all that type of stuff and um, and and we got into the top five and people were like, hmm, okay, maybe Empire might be here to stay, you know. Then 2019 was a different story again. End of 2019, people were like, all right, um, Empire, yeah, you can't take take this studio lightly anymore um and then and then COVID hit i went to a conference beginning of 2020 and people were like oh we were checking for you guys now on the program to see where empire is in the program and all that and then COVID hit and then we didn't see each other for two years Mm -hmm. um but one comment i did hear was at the end of nationals last year that was nationals in november last year was the first live nationals for two years or three years since COVID. um and people were and we we did as a, such an amazing nationals um, for us. That was our best national championship to date. And uh, people were saying, oh, we were looking at you guys through COVID and you guys were very active. You're working with some big names um, in America, the stuff that you're posting on your social media. Um, you guys were very good, but we had to see you guys live again. And then seeing you guys live at November at nationals has now firmly put us in the top three clubs in Australia. Um, and now we're just no more of sl- that sleeping giant that, that that's long gone, that giant is fully awake, which is good in one way because you work hard for that, but scary in another way because you've got to keep every day, you've got to keep like, you know, you're being watched. You know, people are going to the studio saying, we've got to beat Empire, you know what I mean? That you know, you know, that's their mentality because I was like that five years ago. <laughs> we've got to beat this team. We've got to be at this level. We've got to beat this team. You know what I mean? We're, 
the, the other studios are like that now. We can't let Empire win the, that many nationals again in November. That you know that we sort of had a good one. So, so yeah. Without going into too much detail about it, revealing too much. Obviously, you have your culture. Obviously, you have your training philosophies. But what do you do different? What do the girls do different in terms of training and boys? What do they do different that separates you from the competition and that, like you said, has got you up to the top three dance studios in Australia? Um, what do we do different? I think. I think mine and Angela's ambition is different. I think that's key. Um, we're always looking to evolve, um, always looking to work outside of the square. I think that's the key thing. Um, we're always looking at new ways to enhance our training program, enhance our um, our training methods. We're only talking on Saturday. We we're watching um, our 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds dance, and they've really improved, but we're thinking of what can we implement next year already, and we're only March. You know, what can we implement next year in our training program that's going to keep increasing our dance quality and all that? So I think we're very, we're very big on always evolving and always looking at new ways to, um, to be better within our training methods. Um, I think the other thing as well is that we, we, we like to work outside the square. We're not afraid of introducing new sports or speaking to new coaches like yourself. You know what I mean? That all right what can you do or what can you do to help us be better? You know what I mean? Or be more powerful, be more stronger. Um, because I think all sports help each other. I think they, we can all complement each other in a way, you know, like I'll never forget Kobe Bryant did ballet and tap dancing. He he did tap dancing for years because tap, tap dancing is very quick on your feet and it builds strong ankles, um, but it creates that lactic acid through your calf muscles. So he said that when he was making that final jump shot, you know, after get on game seven in the in the playoffs, he still had the power in his legs to make that jump shot. Um, and tap dancing helped him do that, and ballet dancing helped him to stay controlled in through his through his center and all that type of stuff. So that's dance helping a basketballer, like you say, you with with AAC working with you, you you've got gymnasts and and aerobic dancers that has to do certain exercises that can help us be stronger and be more powerful. Um, and stuff like that. So I think we're always looking outside the square. Um, I think that keeps us relevant. Um, we're, um, but with our culture and all that type of stuff and our philosophy, we're, we're the type of people to, we're very big believers in teaching. Um, some of our dancers who are going to world, the world championships in five weeks started with us four years ago as beginner dancers, as novice dancers. So I brought that soccer mentality in, in training your own um, because they will understand you they'll understand your methods and they, they're raw they don't have any bad habits you need to break you know they they've got that so i think where we teach everybody where all we ask is that you come in with a with a with two things hard work you're ready to work hard and you're ready to commit and and respect if you've got those three things we'll teach you everything else we can teach uh, a famous soccer player peter beardsley told me when i was at the newcastle academy he goes from here up that's what we look at because here up, if you've got it here down, we can teach you, you know, we can teach you the skills. We can't teach you up. You know what I mean? That comes from you. You know what I mean? There's so, um, so, yeah, there's so, so many disciplines that you can learn from other sports. Like I've watched a few routines now and they have to be as powerful as any <laughs> soccer player, athletics, uh, athlete, yeah. whatever it may be. They have to be as powerful as that, but they have to sustain that effort for two, three minutes at a time all yeah. whilst doing a, effortlessly and fluently with a smile on their face and that would break yeah. most people 
Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, we only might dance for three minutes, but that three minutes is not. You can't just go from zero, ten, twenty. You got to go from zero in within a second at a hundred, and you can then get to stay at a hundred for that three minutes. You know what I mean? Uh, and you can't look like you're dying. You know what I mean? You you've got to do it with. You've got to perform. Um. So, yeah, it, it's. I think we learn from each other and. So how does Empire, we, we, for myself and Ange, we just keep evolving. We just keep, we're always looking outside the square and we won't stop looking outside the square. And the moment we stop looking outside the square, that's when we'll, that's when we retire. That's when you have, that's when you say, okay, enough's enough because you'll start losing ground and people, that younger generation will start catching you. Um, that, that's the most important, the key thing you've got to, we're always looking to evolve um, and push ourselves outside that boundary. So and I think you've got a core group of coaches now as well that have that same philosophy and they're bringing it into the girls because I think they've outgrown the amount of people that you can see on a day-to-day basis now that you're relying on your coaches too to be able to take that same philosophy that you guys started from the beginning and teach the younger athletes that are starting from, what, three years old or if your young ones were 18 months old? Yeah. Two, two, like two years old is the is the youngest they'll start. We've got sometimes 18, 19 months that will start with us, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 20-month-old my girl started dancing a couple of months ago. You know what I mean? You think 20 months, but that's when you start them, you know what I mean, in, in, in dance and, and stuff like that. You start them at that age. Um, yes, it's not full on. It's more about just enjoying and, and learning the steps. But years go by pretty quickly. But with our coaches, though, we, we do a lot of staff training. Um, Angela being a, a, a school teacher and, and through that environment, um, we do a lot of staff training. I wrote a book, a 20-page book, just based on our culture and philosophy that all our staff needed to read and sign. Um, and, and so I know that they understand what Empire stands for. Yes, they know it, but you need to know it because we can't be everywhere and you're an extension of us. So they understand what our culture stands for. They understand what our philosophy stands for. They understand how to treat a customer, how to treat a dancer. Uh, we've got seven commandments within our studio that we need to all stick by. All the staff need to stick by our seven commandments. You know what I mean? Um, but I learned that not just not from sport. I do a lot of reading. You know, um, I do a lot of reading from business people. Um, I watch a lot of documentaries um, and stuff like that um, because there's always little bits that you can grab from them. And there's a few things that I've grabbed from Jason Daniels, who listening to him, the the founder of LSKD, uh, I watched a documentary um, of uh, uh, it's called Legacy on Dr. Jerry Buss, who who owned the Buss family, owned the Los Angeles Lakers, and there was a few things that he did in the eighties. I was like, oh man, some fantastic ideas, and I've used a little bit of things to implement within my business and stuff like that. Um, even though he did it in the eighties, you know what I mean. Um, so I, I do a lot of reading, a lot of research, a lot of watching documentaries and all that type of stuff. And that's how I keep evolving and keep evolving my business. And I know not a lot of other dance studios owners would probably do that, um, you know, and that's what gives me, I feel will give me my edge over them. So, Well, then here's the big question. What's the goal this year and beyond for Empire? Um, what's the goal? We're going to Worlds in five weeks. Um, that's going to be basically, you know, that's our first world live world championship um so it's more you know we just is a qualifying semis and finals process it's a big process so for us we just want to make finals um realistically uh, goal is to win it but that's just unrealistic you know what i mean um you just got to be realistic about it as for us it's just to make finals 
um, and put on a good show. We know the whole world would be watching. It's on live on ESPN. So basically, we just want to be like, oh, wow, they were really good. You know, well done to Empire Dance Studio. Um, for the years to basically keep, you know, there's a few things that's going to be announced that I've just done last week. Um, we're, we're going to sign. I can't reveal here, but um, is, we're going to announce in the next, hopefully next couple of days, uh, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, for us, it's just to keep growing um, the business, um, keep being a successful on a business side of things, just keep it, you know, keep it profitable and keep it growing. I think that's every business, per, every business owner's um, a goal is to keep it profitable, keep the cash flow positive um, in terms of studio, uh, keep growing the numbers um, and, and keep the culture, keep the philosophy, make sure people understand what it is um, in terms of results and competition, state state level just keep up that standard you know you've got to keep there a lot of the state is pushing to be better than us um so to keep that there and nationally again be better than what we did last year yes that's hard but you know that's what we're driving for you know what i mean um if we're not driving for that then like denzel washington says you know a goal with a dream is just a goal so you know if you don't have a dream attached to that goal what are you what are you working for so we'll dream to be better um, than where we were at nationals last year. That's our goal and dream. And and what I've seen so far, I definitely definitely think that can happen um, as a reality. Um, and in terms of uh, empire in five years, uh, we've my, me and Andrew have set ourselves a ten year plan of where we want to be as a brand. Um, so where we want to see next year, we want to see next the following year. You know, every year we've got a goal as a brand and as Empire Dance Studio. Um, and we've got other things in the pipeline that we're working on that we you know, want to launch in two years' time and in five years' time. If it comes a little bit sooner, it comes a little bit sooner. Um, but we're no rush. But we've got goals of where we want to be as a as a brand and as a husband and wife um, duo. You know what I mean? Like there's more for us now in the industry. We have got our name in that. So there's more than Empire Dance Studio. We want to, there's other ventures that we want to work into um, because we know Empire Dance Studio for us the seven day grind that's going to be it's a ticking time bomb it's we can't do it for the rest of our lives i'll be honest with you um so you know we need to set things up so that we can make that easy transition into other ventures that are still within the industry um and then we can hand over empire dance studio to to somebody we'll still over oversee it um but we're not the seven day grind the seven the the people that are here 24 7 um but because that's realistic people might be like oh you're already thinking like that well, that's the reality. You know what I mean? That's the reality. If you don't yeah. get to that stage, then you haven't grown big enough. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's the reality. I, at 50 or 55, 60 years old, I don't want to be on my here on my public holiday. You know what I mean? That's just reality. Um, and and yes, I might be thinking a lot of he- way ahead, but I only turned 35 last week. Me playing soccer, that was over 10 years ago now. That 10 years has gone... Like I could remember being in Holland only yesterday. You know what I mean? And that's ten years. You know, um, gone just like that. So if yeah, so I might be thinking way ahead, but I'm slowly setting in those 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 steps for it now. So systems, so, yeah. the platform to be able to go. Hey, who's the coach or who's the future staff member, dancer, whatever it may be, that can make this even bigger than we even thought. Yeah, exactly right, and. The younger generation, yeah, there's always, I always say to Ange, you know, there is another Ryan and Angela coming. There will be another Ryan and Angela that's got the same drive, the same motivation, 
um, and wants to be the best. So we need to ensure that we're always here because there will be someone behind us wanting to be better than us. And they're going to be coming for us hard. They're going to be as crazy or even more crazy than us. You know what I mean? Um, but that's why I know for a fact when that time comes and I just, I can't be bothered getting out of bed at seven o'clock. I want to sleep for another couple of hours. You know what I mean? Or I can't be bothered coming on a public holiday. I want to stay home. You know, that's when you know, okay, time to give it to somebody else because before you know it, that was that is now like that. Um, and, but that's just reality. That That's reality. That's how it works. I'm a realist when it comes to that. Um, but right now I need to start setting things up that we want to move into, um, you know, eventually I'm still within the industry, but you know, we want to move into other things and that's the Ryan and Angela brand. So, yeah. Six years. I wouldn't doubt that another six years, maybe even 12 years will make it even bigger than there. Where do aspiring dancers, girls and guys and parents find you guys so we can continue the journey of growth? Where they can find us. Oh, basically you can find us on social media, Empire Dance Studio on Facebook, Empire Dance Studio and on the website, Empire Dance Studio. You type in those three, those three words. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or or website. You know, right now as well, we're in the dance world and the dance industry. We're very, very lucky uh, to have a good reputation and a good brand. So a lot of our um, inquiries or new people coming in is word of mouth, which is brilliant. Like, that's the number one marketing tool, you know what I mean, is word of mouth. But we're very, very active, though, on our social media platform. I know I've got another post planned for about 45 minutes. It will get posted um so yeah we're very active on social media like we say we're not just for people that are listening we're not just a crazy crazy competition elite facility you know we do offer so many different avenues we offer like preschool programs uh, we offer recreational programs which is just an hour hour class a week um and you have our mid-year concerts end of the year concerts uh we even off we even got competition teams that and don't have that crazy commitment but they want to compete, which is super cool. You know what I mean? So we have that, that, those competition teams where they maybe only train one hour or two hours a week and do three comps in a year. But a lot of those people, when they come in, that desire starts to come in and that ambition, oh, I want to do a little bit more, I want to do a little bit more, and they start pushing, which is super cool. But if they don't, that's cool as well. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you can't come and be part of Empire Dance Studio. Like we said, we teach everybody. We love teaching everybody. It means that we're meeting so many new people and so many different personalities, which is amazing. All we ask is just you work hard, um, you have the commitment, and and you respect everybody. And that's the only thing. And we'll teach everything. So we've got so many different avenues that um, that allows people to come and be part of the Empire family. Ryan, been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for taking taking time out on the public holiday, and I'm sure that you got oh, a lot to right. get back to as well. No, nah, perfect. Thank you for having me. I love talking all things sport and um, all things business. And um, I love talking about mindsets and motivation and all that type of stuff because that's what drives me every day. Every day I listen to a motivational speaker on my run and it just gets me ready to go for the day. So hopefully someone can take a little bit, even if it's just 1% out of this conversation, hopefully it changes their life and changes their way of doing things and it allows them to be successful and um, and support their family. That's That's my aim, so... So yeah, thank you. More, my man. Thank you so much. Thanks, mate. Thank you.